0: Dr. Tracy, thank you for joining us today on Kingdom Recovery Just For Today, an outreach of Growing Discoveries Outreach Ministries. Today, I want to talk about removing some toxins. There are three toxins or poisons that can destroy your recovery process as a person that I'd like to address today. And remember, our big book is the Living Word of God. And we are told that he who finds this word will find life and wholeness. One thing we have to understand in the world of recovery and becoming who God has intended us to be is that we have control over the gates of our life where toxins enter. And in the mode of recovery, even from addiction, we are told about three gates. Those gates are called people, places, and playgrounds. But in kingdom recovery, we also have to understand that there are gates that we have to close in order to become purified And remove the toxins that will poison and destroy us. You see, in order to change people, places, and playgrounds, we have to know how to recover from the inside out. So how do things get inside, you might ask? Well, I talk about these things often with people in recovery that I mentor, but they rarely take them serious. If you truly want complete transformation, you're going to have to close some gates that feed you internally. And these gates are gates of immorality. Immoralities are the gateway to the toxins in your life. And they enter into your life through the eye gate, the ear gate, and the sexual gate. And they go out through the things you do and the things you say. So what you put before your eyes, what you put in your ears, and how you handle yourself sexually will definitely Increase or decrease the productivity of your life and recovery. And let me just go back to those other gates, people, places, and playgrounds. We all understand when we enter into recovery that we have to change the kind of people that we're hanging around, and we must get around those people that are like-minded, who are thinking and talking about recovery, not addiction or bondage. Are the people that you spend time with positive people? Are they speaking life or are they speaking death? Do they believe in you? Do they get behind you and rally around you? Do they influence you in a positive or a negative way? We also understand that we can no longer go to the same places that we used to go and entertain the same environments that kept us bound. So we have people We have places and we have playgrounds, places. When we are trying to overcome insecurity, we can't be in environments or places of verbal abuse or around doubt and unbelief or around things that will tempt us to go the wrong direction. Like parties that people are using drugs or drinking alcohol when we're trying to work on our sobriety. That certainly wouldn't be the right place to go. I mean actually even in the grocery store we have to make a decision as far as a place in the grocery store if we're in recovery from addiction should never go down the aisle where the alcohol is displayed. And that last gate of recovery is our playground. So there's a difference between a place and a playground. Sometimes a place is not even a location, it could just be an atmosphere or it could be a position that we allow ourselves to be in. When we talk about a playground, it's where am I spending my time having pleasure? And often playgrounds are not often something that we actually understand the importance of removing ourselves from. With our eyes and our ears, we engage embrace playgrounds. Let me explain that a little bit. When you're spending your time always looking at things that gratify your flesh or cause you to hunger and thirst for things that are unhealthy for you, or you are listening to things in your ears that cause you to think less than what you're capable of accomplishing, or you might be listening to music that inspires you again to a behavior that is inappropriate to your recovery. Then you will also begin to what? Through that engagement, you begin to embrace things that lead you to other and wrong places of pleasure or playgrounds. So you need to understand something. You can't just close one gate or just two gates. You have to choose to close all the gates that are available to poison you, and take you back into your addiction. So we can change people and places through our own willpower, and our own decision and choice. But it's through the power of God's presence in our life, by putting his word before us, by listening to those things that will build us and encourage us in our faith, that we can truly change the pleasures or the desires and the playgrounds that we entertain. This is the area that we really need God in our recovery. Let me share this simple truth from our instruction manual about this issue that becomes a plague and eventually a disease that destroys your life. In Psalms 19, 13, and 14, King David said, Keep your servant from deliberate sins. Don't let them control me. Then I will be free from guilt and innocent of great sin. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And let's look at this instruction found in 1 John 2 15 through 17. I'm going to read it to you from two different translations so that you can get a better understanding of the power of purity in your life of recovery. Here it goes Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, Love for the Father is not in them, for everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Here it is in another translation. Do not love this world nor the things it offers you, for when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for a physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and a pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but they are from the world. And this world is fading along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. What are you putting before your eyes and in your ears? And how are you handling your sexual gait? These will determine where you play. It will also determine the level of toxicity in your recovery and the amount of victory that you acquire. Psalm 139 verse 23 and 24 says, Search me, O God. Know my heart. Test me in my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting. There are behaviors and playgrounds that you as a recovering addict must remove yourself from if you're ever going to be free. I mean, really free. And this isn't just for addicts. This is for people who are bound and want to thrive in their life with Christ. Check your people, your places, and your playgrounds. Check your eye gates, your ear gates, and your sexual gates. Are you conforming yourself after the pattern of this world? Or are you conducting yourself in a way that removes all oppression? I want to close with this last place of instruction we're given, found in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 in our Kingdom Recovery Handbook. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. My friend, there's a race that's marked out for you. But there is a setting aside the things that hinder and the things that cause sin and the things that so easily entangle us in order for us to get to the other side. So what kind of gates do you need to close today? And what kind of people do you need to be around? And what kind of places do you need to go And what kind of atmospheres and playgrounds do you need to entertain? God bless you. Kingdom Recovery, just for today. I'm Dr. Tracy.